0: Hello and welcome. My name is Juanita Headley. I am a New York attorney and the founder and CEO of Changing Cases. You are listening to a set of podcasts, a series dealing with the issues of human trafficking, child abuse, and of course, Can you keep a knowing how to respond to the question. Can you keep a Over the following weeks and months, I'm going to take a look at some hard-hitting topics with a view to educate, empower, and inspire you to change the way that you think, act, and respond to better safeguard the children in your world. Stay tuned until the end of this show, where I'll be sharing not only how you can get a copy of my new book, but I'll also inform you of some upcoming live Zoom trainings and how you can contact me to have your questions featured in a future episode of this show. Yeah, we can talk about, it, yeah. talk about it. So we can talk about it. Talk about it, yeah. Let's, talk about it yeah. Let's talk about child marriage. Now unfortunately I'm disappointed to say we were meant to have a guest speaker. On today's podcast, however, they let me down. And as it says in Psalms 118 and verse 8, that's Psalms 118, verse 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. At the end of the day, people fail us. They may promise and not deliver. But with God, he is reliable. He is consistent. And so I apologize for the delay in receiving today's podcast. But as the saying goes, Better late than never. I'm looking at child marriage because I saw an article on Facebook a few weeks ago. I'm going to read to you exactly what it says. She was 14. He was 34. She was married off because her family was struggling with poverty. While the man works in UAE with an attractive salary and willingness to accept the transfer of burden. She died 34 days after her wedding due to excessive genital bleeding. The bleeding started on her wedding night and she had promptly informed her in-laws. Far from ensuring the urgent medical treatment she needed, the man continued to have intercourse with her, while the in-laws took her to the Kobiraj village doctor. When her condition got worse, they finally took her to a hospital but by then it was too late. The family of the girl have filed a complaint with the local police station against the in-laws. Although in selling off their meritorious eighth-grader daughter to a man 20 years older than her to reduce expenses, they themselves have committed an offense under our child marriage law. It did not matter she was the second best student in her class. It did not matter that she could one day have been their ticket out of poverty. While it should be clear to anyone that this girl died after constantly being raped by her husband, the sad thing is our law would not consider this man's actions to be rape, as marital rape of wives above the age of 13 is excluded from the offense of rape. The one offense that the man could be charged with is contracting a child marriage, the maximum punishment for which is two years' imprisonment, and can also just be an order of fine. Therefore, if any sex-crazed man wants to rape a girl every night of the week with total legal immunity, child marriage continues to be the perfect option. There is always plenty of unwanted daughters to choose from, and no police station or court could file a rape case against him. This is our law. this is our reality. Know it, loathe it, challenge it. Jno Bangladesh. So, though there is reference to the man working in the UAE, it's signed off by somebody from Bangladesh. So, I'm going to make the assumption that this took place in Bangladesh. Now, I know of child marriage in India. It's something that still exists. However, it is not as commonplace as one may believe or perceive it to be. I did see a picture a number of years ago on my first trip to India, of a child i don't know her age maybe six or seven standing on a chair she had on a headdress on her head and she was holding hands with a man her face was covered so we could not see her identity and seeing that picture it really tugged on the heartstrings because she was so small she had to stand on a chair when we think of child marriage we don't think about six-year-olds being sold we maybe think about 14 year olds or 16 year olds but when a child is so small that she has to stand on a chair that tells you how young she is and even if we go one step further and consider consummation consummation is the legal term that is used for a husband and wife who are married having sex at some point in their marriage because the absence of consummation in other words the absence of sex within the confines of marriage is grounds for a divorce. In fact, I saw an article on the internet of a couple who are married. I believe that the gentleman, I don't know his religious beliefs, but I believe that he was a virgin and he had been waiting until marriage to have sex. Himself and his wife have been married for 10 years, but they have never had sex because she has a medical issue, which makes it very difficult for her to do so. For 10 years, they've been married, very much in love, according to the newspaper article, But according to the law, they have not consummated, and therefore, that would be sufficient grounds for divorce. Now, when you think about a six-year-old who's married to a man in his 20s, 30s, 40s, or even 50s, for example, when you consider that fact, what comes to mind? Do you naively assume that this husband waits until the age of sexual consent to consummate the marriage, I don't think so. Realistically speaking, if you're going to marry a child, you're not going to wait four, five, six, ten 10 years until they reach the age of sexual consent. If that was the case, wouldn't you realistically wait until that time to marry? Because after all, you'll be living in the same house, in a confined space, sharing the same room and same bed, and you're willing, you have the strength to withstand sexual interaction with your child bride. In fact, I recently read of a case of a young girl in Africa and they described her as a parent or a mother, a mother child. The way that they described her was that she was a mother who was a child or a mother who was young. The terms that they used, it's not coming to mind. But when you read that, you knew instantly that even though this was a mother, this mother was under the age of 16. And so we have... Girls in parts of India, in Bangladesh, even in the Jewish community, there are girls who are subjected to child marriage, including in the United States. In fact I met a founder of an organization who was Jewish, was Jewish, I say was because she no longer subscribes to Jewish beliefs. In fact she was married and she experienced a lot of abuse. She was a victim of child marriage and she explained how the Jewish men when they pray they thank God that they're not black and that they're not a female and she explained about how the Jewish men look down upon the women now I want to say this is not gonna be every single Jewish male there are gonna be Jewish male who do not subscribe to such beliefs however that is her experience and it is safe to say that there are some Jewish men who believe think and pray that and others who do not child marriage is a problem and Somebody asked me a question recently in one of my interviews, stroke Zoom meetings, and she said, Does child marriage encourage sexual abuse of children? And it was very difficult for me to answer that question because, at the end of the day, in my personal opinion, child marriage and sexual abuse are two very separate things. And the reason I struggled to answer is because I do not, and I repeat, I do not agree with child marriage whatsoever. However, the way that I tried to dissect child marriage was that with child marriage, a man has made a decision to marry a female. And sometimes these men will see a child six months, 12 months, 18 months old and say to the parents, I want to marry your child. Now, before you get worried and concerned, he doesn't marry that baby. However, when the child reaches possibly 12, older or younger than that, he will then go back to the parents, because he has already made that commitment, he's already spoken to them, I guess you could say a verbal contract has been established, and so when a child becomes of age, I say that with air quotes, of age, then he will go on to marry, in fact I read an article of a young girl who had been chosen, selected, if I can use that term, to be married when she was 12, 18 months old, and so when she became teenage, approximately 12, she did not want to marry this man. And in fact, in places like India, we have girls who will run away because they do not want to be married. Often some of them, like I have friends who are not children, they are young adults, they desire to be married one day. They desire to have an arranged marriage arranged by their parents. However, they know that if I stay in education, then that will delay marriage. It's interesting because in a culture like the West in the UK, We do not have child marriage. Culturally, that is not acceptable. It is not part of our culture. And arranged marriage also is not the case. In fact, we have the option of who we will marry. Arranged marriage and forced marriage are two very different things. There is arranged marriage, forced marriage. And unbeknownst to many who do not understand the Indian and the Asian culture, there is also love marriage. I have a friend who actually was in marriage. And she was involved in a relationship with a guy. And that was a love relationship. It was not one that had been chosen by her mother as her father's deceased. It was a relationship that she and this guy were able to go into by choice. I've met others who have love marriages. But the vast majority of Indians that I meet in India, it is a range marriage. To my knowledge, I have not met somebody where it was forced marriage in saying that. I have met survivors of human trafficking where they were not necessarily forced. It may have been arranged. However, that husband that they did not love because they love someone else, went on to sell their wife to a brothel. And they issued something like that, is that if that woman is able to escape and return back to the family, the family will disown her because why? she has slept with multiple men. And it doesn't really make a lot of sense that they would treat her like that. Considering the fact that her husband put her in such a predicament, but unfortunately, the stigma that is attached to any woman who is in a brothel, any woman who sleeps around is not a virgin, the stigma is very, very heavy. In fact, in olden days, I say olden days loosely because such a thing still goes on in certain religious communities and in certain ethnic communities. Where on the wedding night, for example, they would make sure that it is a white bed linen and they would want to ensure that there is evidence of blood on that bed linen to prove that this woman was indeed a virgin. Now, of course, in those cultures, it's okay for the man to sleep around, but certainly not the female. In fact, in Colombia, I've heard about men and boys who engage in sexual activity with donkeys, including pregnant donkeys. Now, the Bible in Leviticus talks about sex with animals, bestility. Canada has legalized bestility. Aside from Canada, I believe Germany may be legal too. The fact is just because something is legal does not make it okay. Just because something is culturally acceptable does not make it okay. This young girl dies as a result of her marriage, as a result of the consummation of her marriage. Because the fact of the matter is if she did not get married, there'd be no consummation. So the marriage had it's like a domino effect. It has a knock-on effect on the lifespan of this child. She was 14, he was 34. Now, the reason when this person asked me in my recent Zoom whether or not it is a way of introducing, encouraging sexual abuse of minors, I don't believe that's the case. And I say this with caution because With child marriage, even though it is involving a child, and like I said, I do not agree or condone child marriage. The fact of the matter is, my understanding, unless this is a country with polygamy, this man marries a child. When that child is of age and is able to procreate, and that may be 10 or 11, it could be very young, that child will give birth to children. And in the Indian community, the Bangladeshi community, the Pakistani community, she better hope she gives birth to a son because if she doesn't, there is often very negative repercussions. Typically, this man marries this woman, young woman, girl, child, whoever it is, he marries that individual, she gives birth to a son. When it is child marriage, if she manages to survive as this article correctly describes, if she manages to, to, to survive rape within her marriage and she goes on to procreate and have children, she may then go on to arrange for her children to be married off as children. The thing is, though, what I've often heard, let's assume this child gives birth to a son. She doesn't die at any point during the consummation in their marriage. That man... Remains committed to this child, not to say that he doesn't go to brothels in Mumbai or Kolkata and purchase a woman for sex, but typically what I'm saying here is that this man, let's say this 34-year-old, consummates with his 14-year-old wife. She doesn't die. She procreates a son. She does the cooking, the cleaning, the laundry. She becomes a domestic wife, the husband goes to work and that is the extent of their relationship and their marriage. Sexual abuse on the other hand, and I say this from articles I've read and survivors I've met, depending on the perpetrator, he or she may continue to engage in sexual activity with that child until the child comes of age when they lose interest. So when I spoke about a case recently of a young boy, South American, I believe, I think his name was Jose, in a previous podcast, he was being sexually abused. He was being raped by men he was meeting in chat rooms. However, once he turned 18, Corey, I believe his name, was no longer interested in having a romantic sexual relationship with Jose. So therefore, when it comes to pedophilia, depending on the pedophile They have a desire, an interest, a thirst, if I can use that term, for children of a certain age, a certain ethnicity, a certain size, height, hair color, eye color, etc. And I say that because even if we consider sex dolls where you can choose the type of sex doll you want or child sex doll, you can choose the sex dolls, eye color, hair color. It's not just about the shape and the physique of the doll, but also the physical features. Are they Asian? Are they African American? Are they black? Are they Hispanic? So we have to understand child marriage, number one, it is not okay. And that is not just because of the potential that a child may die on their wedding night. That is not even it. In fact, I know of a girl in India and she died on her wedding night from internal bleeding, she had a broken pelvis. I don't understand what a 34 year old man sees in a 14 year old. I do not understand what a 40 year old man sees in an 18 month old baby and says, I want to marry her. Now I can understand that when children are small They look cute, they look gorgeous, beautiful, whatever name you want to give them. That's the term you may see as a child. When that child starts to grow up, that child's features change. There are children, when they're first born, they may not be the most cute, they may not be the most beautiful, and then 20 years later, they're stunning. It's almost like the story of the ugly duckling that becomes a swan swan. In the same way, there are children who are cute, beautiful, all the rest, all those lovely terms, then when they get older, they lose that cuteness, they lose the beauty. And of course, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but the fact is the outward beauty that they had, I guess you could say it gets lost over time, whereas others grow into their beauty. And so when you think about it, an 18-month-year-old baby is going to change. They will either grow into their beauty or grow out of their beauty. Now, we know as it says in Psalm 139, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and God's works is good, which means no person could indeed be ugly or unattractive. Absolutely not. But of course, we as people, we look and we see a person's physical features, their face, and we make a judgment upon that. The point I'm making is that child will change. That child may become very small, may become very tall, may be very thin, very fat, the child is going to change and even when they are six or seven and supposedly ready for marriage, when they grow older, they're going to change even more. When you become an adult, yes, you may grow fatter, thinner, but you don't grow taller or smaller. You just stay consistent. Yes, you may get wrinkles, gray hair, you may age, sometimes aging gracefully or not, but children have not yet come into their own. Now I could never understand child marriage. It just, For me, I could not understand that. Even for myself as an adult, if I saw a child, a six-year-old or a seven-year-old, I could appreciate he's handsome, I could appreciate he's a good-looking little boy, but I would never sit down and say, I want to marry him when he turns eight. I, I just, I couldn't think like that. And for the average human being, we do not look at a child and say, I'd like to marry him. Marriage is a way in which it sort of legalized pedophilia. If you want to look at it like that, it makes it okay to be a pedophile. But not in the sense of these men who create pornography, who distribute pornography, who sexually abuse hundreds of children. Because there are men like that. And in fact, I spoke to a judge once and he made reference that there are pedophiles who have an intense desire and sexual lust for children. And then there are other men who are not pedophiles who have an interest and attraction to one child. In other words, that person, that man or woman is attracted to one specific individual. They don't have an attraction to children. Now, when the judge said that, I understood, and there'll be people who won't get it, but I get what he means. It's like if you have a teacher who falls in love with a student. Now, first of all, if he genuinely, in my opinion, genuinely loves that student, he is not going to go and drive her to France or Spain and then engage in sexual activity with her, nor is he going to be sending her sexy messages which is based on a true story in the UK instead in my personal opinion if he loves her he will do what 1st Corinthians 13 says he will be patient what do I mean by that he will wait until she's of the legal age of consent which for the UK is 16 alternatively if he finds that he's in love with a girl and she's under 16 then he'll say you know what she's too young for me let me hop on a plane to the Philippines and find a girl of 12 that I could fall in love with and engage in sex with. I say that not to be facetious, but the fact is in the Philippines, the age of sexual consent is 12. And so if a man has a lust for 12 year olds, he can leave the UK, the US, Korea, Australia, New Zealand, get on a flight, go to the Philippines and legally engage with sex with a 12 year old. Now, what do we think about that? Do we agree with that? I mean, for me, absolutely not. That 12-year-old is a child. But then we could say, on the other hand, at least he's not a pedophile because he's not having sex with children in in the UK, US, Australia, etc. But that's really hardly the point. The fact that he has to get on an airplane and go abroad to have sex with 12-year-olds, that speaks something about this man. Now, I'm not saying we should sit and judge him, but I'm saying we should try to understand the makeup of this individual because let's be realistic let's consider it this way if there was a 12 year old Filipino in the US Australia Korea would he not want to engage in sex with them if you think about it because he has a lust for Filipinos he has a lust for sex but he waits to the age of consent which is 12 in the Philippines but if that Filipino happens to be in his neighborhood where the age of sexual consent is 16, would he not engage in sex with that child? I don't have the answer to the question, but I think he probably would. Because it is not about the age of sexual consent. It's about his desire to have sex with a child. Now, how do we change this? Number one, laws have been put in place. But beyond that, we need to educate men and boys. Because where does this desire stem from? Often pornography. Pornography. Men may sit there and say moderation is the key, but with pornography, I wholly disagree that moderation is ever appropriate, because what often happens with pornography is it opens up a person, it opens up the viewer to activity they would never have been interested in. It starts with magazines, and then it moves on to still photographs, moves on to visual imagery and videos, and then from there... The high has to increase a lot of men do not go searching for child pornography they may stumble upon it or they may see a woman who looks very young and that gives them that desire that urge to watch view and then to go on to engage in sex with children legalizing child marriage is not the solution having children die as a result of sex with their husband Is never okay let's be realistic if we had adult women dying on their wedding night from internal bleeding I'm sure that legislation would change and I'm sure that something would be done to protect these women but with children what do we say it's their culture we're not gonna get involved that in my opinion is not acceptable we have an obligation to protect and safeguard vulnerable men vulnerable women vulnerable boys and girls So let's put a stand on this and let's stamp out child marriage. Thank you for listening to another episode of Can You Keep a Secret? I trust that the information has been useful to you. I believe that we all need knowledge and education. And when we have a better understanding of topics such as abuse, it enables us to better safeguard the children in our world. For a better understanding of the topics being covered each week, then please reach out to me for a copy of my new book, can you keep a secret you can follow me message or email me so that i can answer your questions in upcoming episodes we can all learn from one another and this is an educational series that i hope will impact and change not just your life but also that of the people around you you can find all my contact details on my website changingcases.org that's changing c-a-s-c-s.org Remember to share this podcast with friends and family members. There are victims and survivors in your world, you just don't know it. But if we can all be educated, then the world will be a safer place. Please tune in next week for another episode.